Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have Pops LJ. Kevin here. What's going on, guys? What's up? We're kind of going back old school, ain't we? Yeah. <laughs> we dished Uncle Tony. No, Uncle Tony's got some other priorities or some baseball. You never know with Uncle Tony. He's, he's a busy man, a wanted man. So True, true, true. He had, he had to miss this one, but he'll be back. Don't 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 you worry. Uncle Tony will be back. Surely, um, surely he's drinking something. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we are recording this. It is uh Monday, June 6th, and um LJ, should we start with the the, the big news? Um, the Broncos got an owner, uh, a new, a new so, owner. Have, uh, so tell me what Pops, you know you because this? I don't know much. I've I've been out of the news, but but I I very intrigued. Well, I don't know a ton, but I do. I, Forbes is reporting that the Walmart heir Rob Walton will buy the Denver Broncos with the winning bid of Pops. Do you have a guess of what the bid for the Broncos goes for? Two hundred thousand. Well, yeah, no, it would uh, be much more than that. What NBA? Didn't I hear an NBA franchise went for two billion or something like that? Um, I think the Clippers went for like three billion, Michael. Yeah, because that was Bomber, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the it was Broncos. Three. NFL is a cash cow. Yeah. Then I'm going to go four billion. I guess I'm going to say four B. Four point five Bs. Pretty close Ooh, there. That was close, man. It's a lot of money, y'all. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I what think that means. I don't even know. That <laughs> number is so absurd. I can't even guess it. Like, I can't even that, guess. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I, I mean, what, was there other names? LJ, do you remember some of the other names that were being flirted around with the Broncos? I, I thought I remember some, but now I, on, on the spot, I can't think of any. I, well, I just on the spot, all I can think of is Manning and Elway thinking. both wanted to buy a piece, but. Which I guess um, they could technically still be in some like very minority investor. Cause that's yeah. a lot of times what happens. Like it's funny when remember people used to always say like when Jay Z became part of the Nets and they would tell like Jay Z's a part owner and it was like the smallest minor. It was like point zero and to us it was still a lot of money, but it was like he really was just an owner so he could sit courtside. He wasn't like right. Rob Walton. <laughs> he bought him. season tickets. <laughs> yeah. He just like because he can. So Rob Walton did buy it. I mean, that's a deal. Uh, it's not done. So they, the winning bid is expected to be announced early this as early as this month. But several sports bankers told Forbes that Rob Walton did in fact win the bidding. Well, so if if the Waltons are listening, any of the Waltons, feel free to put me into contact because I have some advice. Uh, just general <laughs> small things, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, are you applying for general manager? (laughs) I mean, if they're hiring, um, I think they've got a guy. uh, uh, But if Patton's out, you know, give me a call. You know, just just 
Hit me up. We'll talk. You know, that's worth it. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll do that. LJ, I would probably keep your phone near you because you mm-hmm. never know. Um, that could happen. Um, right. But the deal is leave a message because I don't answer calls from numbers I don't know. <laughs> well, so. no, I can't. Can, well, and sometimes he doesn't answer calls I was about from, to say, from people he doesn't, doesn't know. know. No, texting. If you, if you send me a text, texting. I might also not respond hey, for Rob, six months. Texting. <laughs> <laughs> And don't um, get so, in a hurry. <laughs> Pops, this could be, I don't know if this is a, a bougie problem or not, but I, we're going to talk a little NBA Finals, but you did not get to watch game two of the NBA Finals because you were in the dark for a while on Sunday night. Is that correct? You know, I was in the dark for more than, way more than 12 hours. In fact, I'm worried about some of the stuff in my fridge. If I turn out getting gangrene or something soon. Gang- um, <laughs> well, yeah, it wouldn't be gangrene. That'd be kind of different. I was about to say. I don't think well, I leprosy, you know. Yeah, leprosy. If I come down with leprosy. Yep, it was, there was, you know, I keep up with the weather. I'm really pretty good. I mean, y'all know me. I watch the weather. It affects my business a little bit. And I had no idea, but a little storm rolled in. Uh, yesterday afternoon, about four or or so, and wind started blowing, and, and it really wasn't blowing that hard, and the power went out. And I don't it, know where I was at. That storm was was blowing. That was a lot of. A lot well, no, of, it did. It, it was like nothing, and then it had settled down. It was kind of like it had settled down, and then all of a sudden the power went out, and it didn't come on until around noon today. So that's a good twelve wow. plus four, sixteen hours. Or wow! So. Yeah. Wow! That's a solid chunk. Um, Some of so, those Omaha steaks not, might need to be, you know, looked at. And let me just tell you, when your power goes out, I mean, it's dark. Yeah. And it's really, really quiet. Yeah. If you, if, if you, uh, you can hear candles crackling, you can hear every noise your stomach makes. Yeah. Um, it's an anechoic chamber. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a what? <laughs> what? An- anechoic chamber. It's like this, the quietest room in the world. Don't worry uh. about it. Sorry, well, the s- no, I just sound, sound nerd shit. Sound nerd yeah, shit. I don't know if anyone caught that. Like, he, if you wouldn't have explained what it was, there might be like one person, one listener who's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what LJ's talking about there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, he could have made it up. He could have made it up for all we know. <laughs> I did. So. Yeah, none of it's real. So, Pops, you didn't get to watch the finals uh, game two, but did you? I guess you probably watched game one. We can kind of recap. Where, 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 what's your thoughts on the series? What do you got questions about game two? I know you kind of looked at least the box score. Well, I looked, at, I looked at the box score, and, and I found it interesting. I read a couple things. One, uh, that Draymond Green came out on fire in game two and just kind of changed the attitude. And then, and then in line with that, they made a defensive adjustment. Again, I didn't watch it, but it seems to make sense where they put Draymond Green on Jalen Green. Uh, or Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. What? Brown. Brown, yeah. It's, yeah. Marcus Green. Right? Some Marcus color. Marcus Smart. Where am I? Anyway, <laughs> Jalen. All right. So they put they put him on Jalen, Draymond, and then they put uh, Clay uh, Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is really crystal light I'm drinking, y'all, for real. Um, they put Clay Thompson on Al Horford, which, I mean, I think makes sense for a lot of reasons in that Clay Thompson is not the defender that he used to be. He's not a side by side defender. I think he probably. You know, although uh, Al Horford bring a bit up taller, side by sides with pops, he, he just doesn't have that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can do side by sides, but anyway, <laughs> I thought that was a really good defensive adjustment. It, it puts Clay Thompson on somebody that he can probably defend a little easier. And Draymond Green is there. That's the green I was trying to come up with. Draymond, um, yeah. Well, it is funny. You're right. Draymond Green was. I, I felt like watching the game. Draymond Green might have been the most important player on the court. But his stat line read nine points, seven assists, five rebounds, one steal, one block. Not you wouldn't just looking at the boss score, it didn't look like he had that great of a game, but 
he was just very all over the place, very Draymond, where he was facilitating things on offense, moving the ball, defensively playing great. And it's funny, and this is where Draymond Green gets himself in trouble. But and you, so you didn't get to see this, but he had early in the game, he got a double tech, a, a it was worthy double tech, and, and then later he has a moment where him and Jalen Brown get kind of tangled up on the ground, and he definitely. Like leaves his foot on Jalen Brown's like head and knows what he's doing. He's being Draymond Green. He's being a little annoying. And then uh, Jalen Brown kind of shoves it off. And then of course Draymond can't let anything go, so it gets in his face. And the refs should have called another. They they were about to call another double tech, and which is an ejection, which would have been an ejection for him because that'd have been a second. And the ref, I don't know who it was. I think Tony Favors maybe who calls a lot of bad calls, but he was he's a veteran ref. And at this moment, he's like, oh, let's go review first. And they went to review, and I think they realized, hey, it's Draymond Green. This is not an ejectionable offense. It is probably a tech, but they would have done another double tech, and he got kicked out. And so they really saved him. I think it was a good move by them because no one wants to see Draymond Green get ejected on something silly. But he he always does this. If I'm the, yeah. if I'm can the I, can Celtics. Can I be honest? From, from an outsider's perspective, I didn't watch the game at all. Somebody stopping somebody's head uh, doesn't feel like a small thing. <laughs> it's not like – so they were on the ground, and he just like – his leg was on Jalen Brown and he could have moved it. And he was specifically leaving it right on like Jalen Brown's head. Okay. So it was like just, just the weight annoying. of the leg. Just being a little bit of a dick, it. right? Like, just mean, being annoying. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all, just, right all right. And, and I, I just, why, if you're Draymond Green, you know, that's what people, and throughout the game, he was like kind of talking shit and getting in people's grill and it worked for most of the game, but he just gets himself in these situations where the ref could – I mean, he could have been out and really can't argue with it. I mean, that's two texts. That's that's technically the rules. I don't know. Draymond just annoys me that he still finds himself in those situations. But I, that is kind of him. I don't know if he knows another way to play. Well, and he's such an important player to that team. You know, even with that stat line that doesn't look that great. I just he, – he really does a lot for that team. And, and his energy, his emotion – brings a lot to it, but I, I'm with you. I wish he would control it a little better. And I, you know, I, I guess I kind of appreciate those referees thinking about it a minute, but still two texts. Are you also suspended for the next game? If you get, no, thrown I don't out think of so. Horn? You have to get That's a certain soccer. amount of texts in the playoffs. Okay. Um, well, anyway, yeah, I, but, I'm with you. You know, you remember so, when he kicked uh, LeBron in the ding ding, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and missed <laughs> game six. I don't think he really kind of meant to do it, but, there's just a lot. It happens too often with Draymond. So there's some will. There is some personal will there to do it. Interesting. What the what the Warriors got or the Celtics got a fair. So where do you think mindset now? I guess if you're the Celtics, you got to feel pretty good. You went into Golden State and got one. Yeah, but, you did your job, right? That's what the Boston's got to the think. Job, they did yeah. their job. They got yeah. one in Golden State. They they have home and, court advantage. And they got they got. But what ended up happening was they got that that third, which Golden State's so good. I don't know why. They're better than others. It probably has something to do with Steve Kerr and coaching and, and adjustments at halftime, but they are so good in the third quarter. Even back when they were real, like, you know, the Kevin Durant Warriors, they were always good in third quarter. And if you look at game one, they outscored the Celtics 38-24 in the third quarter, and then game, game two they outscored them 35-14. That's really where the game got lost. Boston was in it at halftime, and then the Warriors kind of just did Warrior stuff where Steph starts hitting some threes, they start getting some runouts, and all of a sudden the game was – out of hand, and I kind of felt like at that point, Boston was like, "All right, well, we got one in Golden State. We got one. We we did our job. Let's go back home now." Yeah. And I, I'm excited for. I, I think this. I think this series goes seven. And I think I picked Celtics at the beginning, 
But Jason Tatum still hasn't got off yet. He's not played good yet in this in this finals. Now he had twenty eight, I think, last night, didn't he? Twenty eight, yeah. He had 28 on 8 and 19. So I mean, what I took out of that, Kevin, was that they kind of let Tatum have his, but just shut down, you know. Well, and they can't let Al Horford do what Al Horford did in game one. You just can't. Al Horford yeah. can score, but he can't score 27 or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. You're going to, you, you deserve to lose, yeah, if, if Al Horford's scoring 20 plus. And um, uh, what's his name? Derek White, he scored like 25 or something in game one. And that's probably not going to happen. Him going forward 13 is more likely for him. He did play good defense on Steph, but uh, so uh, we never got your pick before the finals because we didn't have a pot. So like, it's one one now. Where do you stand? Who, who what's your pick, pops? Well, I've actually got uh, a uh, Ben Franklin on Golden State, so okay. uh, I guess that's who I'm going to take. Right, and, and you know, think, boy. Yeah. just for the series, or you just got to win. Just for the series, yeah. Just okay. just uh, uh, I could have had any team, and I took Golden State and. I don't know. This I think this is going to be a fantastic series. I mean, if you drafted the top players uh, in the series, I'd say at least three of the first five are, are Celtics. Um, I and, mean, and, maybe two of the first three. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Curry, and then there's Tatum. I mean, Tatum, I guess that's Brown, arguable. You but, could maybe say Draymond Green, but right now Clay's not that same guy that he no. was. And Jordan Poole's good, but he he's good in moments. He's kind of. Wishy-washy. He's not consistent. Um, and real quick on that, I looked at the box score just before we got on and just some interesting uh, things out of it. Both teams shot 40.5% from three-point. They both shot – they made 15 of 37, and which is amazing that each team took 37 threes yeah. in a game. That's yeah. – boy, his basketball changed. Yeah. Um, but they each made 15. That was very interesting. Re- total rebounds. 43 for Boston, 42 for Golden State. Offensive rebounds, 6 for Boston, 6 for Golden State. Assist, 24 for Boston, 25 for Golden State. Here's one that makes a difference. Steals. Boston only had 5. Golden State had 15. So uh, they they turned the ball over too much, it looks like, is what Boston did. It's funny you talking about the threes. I mean, they actually shot more threes in game one. Boston shot 41 threes in game one and Golden State shot 45. So it's just, it. you're right, just a different NBA than it was not even 12 years ago. I mean, well, and, and one thing too I want to say, and, I, and I'll say I heard it on uh, uh, Simmons and, and Rosillo talking, but what people do need to realize about Steph is it's not necessarily his scoring and, and his vision, it's just him being on the court. Him being on the court pulls so much of the defense to him because when he steps over half court, He's in range. You've got to cover him. And so he just adds, just by virtue of being on the court, he makes space more for everybody on his team. Um, I think that's why he's one of the best players. You know who else they used to say that about a lot? Uh, LJ had that effect on defenses where – you know, as soon as he crosses, he yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. No, 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 no. I, I don't that, know. Uh, I had that problem. I was swarmed. That was the big problem. Uh, <laughs> I could drop a dime, but I think it was Kev that had the long range bombs. You know, I was thinking no. the other day about my athletic career, um, and I was thinking about how great it was. Um, just, just clearly uh, skillful. And I thought about how uh, every year around baseball season, I got a new uh, eye doctor appointment. Um, so, so I think I, I did. Really Really good at sports, uh, generally. <laughs> <laughs> to, to put a bow, pops, what you're saying with Steph. I've heard other people say this before, and I think it's true. Steph, and it's a weird comparison, 
But Steph and Shaq have an interesting comparison to me, Shaquille O'Neal, because because help me with this. Shaq had to be you literally had to double him all the time, so he took up like two defenders because you just if he got the ball in the paint, there was nobody that could guard him one on one. And Steph, I feel like there's four eyes on him at all times. So Mm -hmm. when he's running around, and the fact that he's willing to just run around all the time and keep moving and keep moving, like our biggest criticism of James Harden and sometimes Luka Doncic. I'm, you know, to be to be clear here, I'm not just calling out James Harden, but when they're not, they 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 do so much with the ball in their hand, they'll sometimes go, okay, I'm gonna pass it off and just go sit in the corner. Where Steph's gonna keep running and keep go running, keep moving. If Steph's running, you better be watching because it doesn't take but one three, and all of a sudden he's hot, and now he's hit four in a row. And yeah. so I, I feel like him and Shaq had that comparison where you just have you have to focus so much on that what, that particular player. And actually, yeah. interestingly, <clears throat> I think Steph's is. Worse because he's out on the perimeter, so he keeps you running around and spacing. And, and especially in today's game, mm-hmm. he creates so much space just being on the court, even if he is shooting a little bit off. If Steph's, Steph can go one and nine, but I'm still not letting him get a clean shot at number 10 because it doesn't take much. So well, I, it, Watching it, Steph's one of my favorite players to watch. Me too. Right and, and the other thing, I, I did say Clay has lost a little bit in his defensive ability to stop. He, he was a – Defensive stopper before the two injuries. Uh, yeah. He could just about play anybody. That's why he works so well with Steph, because he yes. can kind of pick up that slap. But the other thing he can do is give him just a breath of air, and he can get that three up quick. I mean, he is a catch and shoot, and if he's hot, like he was two or three games ago in the other series. Yeah, I mean, his closeout against the Mavericks, I think he scored 30 or something. Mavericks, yeah. Um, it is interesting, Pops, and watch, do a closer, keep closer out on this one. There's an interesting little thing between Jordan Poole and Steph Curry or uh, Jordan Poole and, and uh, Clay Thompson where Clay Thompson is still wants to be that guy and be the same Clay that he was and Jordan Poole is ready to be like that guy like as in he thinks he's taking that next step yeah and there's this weird little I don't think they dislike each other but I think Clay feels like Jordan Poole is trying to step on him a little bit and Jordan Poole is wanting to go get paid so he's wanting to, I don't know it's just interesting to me like there's times hmm. on fast break where Clay doesn't pass to, to Jordan Poole and instead pass to someone else. There's just a weird thing there. Hmm. And I'll have to pay I attention. Just, just, okay. Just watch those two. And, and I feel bad for Clay because I do think Clay wants to be that guy so bad. And I just think he got robbed with some uh, the injuries he had, what, torn ACL and torn Achilles back to back years? That's back to back. Either one of those injuries are tough to come back from. And back to back years, it's, it's and he's still we're saying all this like Clay stinks. Like you just said, games uh whatever it was, game five against the Mavericks, he went crazy on us. So he still has that. It's just not the same. Um, can you stand one more comment about Reggie Bullock's hair? <laughs> of course, yeah. What 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 do you have to add so, on to it? So by the way, we, we were watching we were uh, in South Padre with mom and we were watching some of the Mavericks games and shout out to mom for listening to the pot. She goes, Wait, is that the guy that Lip was talking about in the podcast? She knew right away when she saw it. It's like that's not him. hard that's to him. tell. <laughs> well, so so we were watching while J- and Jed was in. So you know, Jed, your brother, your mm-hmm. stepbrother, yeah, Jed, yeah, was Jed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were kind of watching a little I bit. Clarified. And, what and Jed, Jed you said, were talking about. Uh, Jed said, "What's that on his head? It looks like two turds." <laughs> I said. And so like, she started calling him turd head. And then I, I said, yeah, it kind of does, Jed. And he goes, and it looks like it's two different meals. <laughs> God damn it, Jed. <laughs> he does have the know, highlighter he, in there, too. He got a yellow one and a green one. Oh, and my a, God. Stick to music, one. Jed. Stick to music. 
All right, well, to, there's no good segue from that. So what we'll do is we're just going to get a quick word from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back in just a Today's episode of the Just Press Play podcast is brought to you by Sleeping In. We should definitely do more of it. It's really fun. It's really nice. It's really healthy. Sleeping in. Enjoy. So, um, Aaron Donald finally got paid. He he got his big contract. LJ, did you, did you get to see it came down earlier this afternoon? On the only thing I saw about it is that he's the highest paid non-quarterback in the history of the NFL. Is that correct? Yep. He The Rams reworked Donald's deal to give him a $40 million raise over the last three years. So now he will be getting $30 million per season. Well, well, I think it's reworked three for ninety five, so it's a little the total boring. value to ninety five. But it's about it's he's the first player to eclipse thirty million per season. That's not a quarterback. So how old and, is Aaron Donald? I'm looking it and, up right and now. And honestly, he's he could be underpaid. Years. Um, he's thirty. He's yes? he's my age. Um, so he's past his prime. We'll say. <laughs> I was saying he has uh, it's it's thirty million, and he might actually be underpaid because he's mm. he's that dang good. It, I was looking at something. I mean, he and so he said after the there was that the rumors after the Super Bowl where he kind of just threw out the idea of like, I mean, I've kind of put together a whole career like I I could retire this. This is what I set out to accomplish. And then he said it again. He was on, I think it was the I Am Athlete podcast last week and kind of mentioned, you know, I, I, we're working on a deal. If it gets done, great. If it doesn't, I might retire. I'm not trying to go play anywhere else. Like it's it's either we get this figured out or, or I'm calling it quit. So I'm glad he got it done. Because I think that team's still really good and has a chance, and but that that's, that's a lot of money to not to, to pay your a non quarterback. I mean, you got to do it, right, it pops. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I still yeah. As he passed his prime as a football player, yeah, maybe. maybe but he was still amazing last year. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't know that he's 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 certainly not going to get better. I don't think yeah. fr- fr- from this point on. But I he's probably got. At least a couple of very high level all pro years in him, uh, for sure. So if that's the case, I mean they have a they have a setup. I think they're trying to go for a. I don't know what their receiver situation is. I don't know what they would OBJ or whatever, but they probably are bar to strike right now. While the, I mean Matt Stafford's not getting any younger either. Aaron Donald has won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's been the two time Defensive Player of the Year. Five-time first-team All-Pro and a Super Bowl champion. Can you name the only other player that's done all those things? Wait, say it again. Defensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. Can you name the only other player that's accomplished all those things? Well, I mean, I can think of the best defensive player that I've ever seen play, and you know who that is, LJ. Well, and that does sound pretty reasonable, so we'll throw out LT. Yeah. That is correct. Aaron Donald, Lawrence Taylor, which – that, so that leads me to say, I mean, and I think we've mentioned this before, but Aaron Donald, if he were to have retired, is he the best defensive player of all time? I don't would know. You say- Lawrence Taylor was amazing. I don't know. Hey, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I didn't really watch Lawrence Taylor. Did you, um, see, I thought you probably did watch him. So I, 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 mean, guess- I, saw, I think I saw the end of his career a little bit. Let's see. Yeah. He, let's see when he retired. Um uh, ninety three. So, oh, I was close. So, so I like. Uh, I probably, I probably saw a game of his. Wh- whether I knew what I was when you watching were watching Scooby Doo or whatever. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but hmm. So if you uh, one argument could be, and pops, you'll have more on this than me. But Lawrence Taylor probably changed 
defensive football yes. more than Aaron I mean, Donald that's did, a fact. Right? There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think which I mean, some credit to Bill Parcells there for the vision, but Lawrence Taylor created a whole new position, basically, where we're yeah. like, oh wait, we this edge rusher can be more than what we were doing. Where Aaron Donald, we we've seen guys like Aaron Donald. Maybe he's better, but we've seen Warren Sapps. We've seen other guys just dominate the middle like that. Right. Well, I mean, other guys you have to think of, and I didn't see him play, but Dick Butkus you have to think of, Reggie White, uh, when you're thinking of all-time defensive players. Ronnie Lott, I mean, I think is in that conversation. Was um, he? I wasn't sure if he'd be there. I think Ronnie Lott's in that in that discussion to me. Uh, who was the – Deion Sanders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. probably. You were, For the listener out there, his face was wanting to say no. Yeah. Why? Why? Why were you kind of? Why was I, really, I like. I I thought Dion was way cocky and and he had good reason to be because he was damn <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, because he was better than everybody on the field. <laughs> he, damn it, he was. And I will tell you that I have grown to really like Dion Sanders. I think he is a really good guy, and and I think he was just confident in his ability. But I don't know. I just don't think of him as as top defensive players ever. Um. I don't I think know. He's I'm on a, that list. I mean, I don't he, know that he he falls right into my like my watching time. I think I think like he was playing up until I was like really into football. Yeah, and I uh, he's he's on my list. I mean, he's on my list of the most electric players that have ever played. Um, so I mean, are we are we we do we need to mention Ray Bruce, Lewis probably right? Ray Lewis, uh, Bruce Smith. Remember him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did y'all get to watch him play much? I didn't no. watch much of him, but yeah, but um, monster. I, hell, I loved Mike Singletary. Uh, you I'm, know, I don't know I'd like to mention Ed Reed, but I've always liked safeties a lot, so I don't yeah. know if he's worth putting in there. I think Ed Reed would be on the list. I think he'd be on I the list. I, well, I think half of that Baltimore defense of, what, 2001 or whatever should be on that list. But Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the hard it's, thing about defenses. It's not about one guy usually. That's why Lawrence Taylor is so special is, like, he wasn't the one guy. Um, there were other players on that team, but, man, he made the team about – what 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 can we count on this guy to do? And Aaron Donald does the same, right? Like Aaron Donald is very much like, where's where's this guy at all times? Um, yeah. So he's definitely on that list. Pops, this is probably going to be. I, I don't know. This might be too old. I, well, no, yeah, no wait, He's not this. too old for Pops. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't, I don't think you watch. I don't Bart think you watched him. But he's he's, like, he's up. Bob Lilly. You know, I I probably about like LJ. I was probably I was watching Scooby Doo and Bob Lilly. You know, at the same time, probably a little older, but I didn't. He's in I, the list of people around there, is what you know. NFL.com. I, I can't comment on that. Rand, and so when you say that, Randy White, I did Randy watch White Randy was White. Yeah. Was, was, he was, yeah. he was that really man, good. That man changed games on a regular basis. Yeah. He did. According to this top 10 list, uh, Pops Ronnie Lott is number four, then Deacon Jones, Dick Buckus, good choice. Mean Joe Green, yep. Rod Woodson, Ed yep. Reed. And Deion Sanders is 10, according to I, them. Uh, all of those are on the yeah. list, no well, doubt. Yeah. Is, is, is J.J. Watt in the conversation, or he didn't? No. He, he kind of tailed off. He didn't do it long enough, I think. I, I hate that. Yeah. Because he was, he was on the way to being in that conversation. Yeah, he was dominant for, for a while. Like, he was the best defensive player in the NFL for a couple of years, but, but not career. Yeah. Okay, LJ, do you have – this might not be the mm. best defensive player, and this might just be – tell us your favorite Bronco defensive player, but who's your favorite – who's your favorite defensive player you remember watching? I'm I mean, curious. yeah, and the answer is my favorite Bronco to watch in is Champ Bailey. I figured. Champ it's Bailey. It's Champ? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. I thought it might be Champ. 
I could maybe see a Von Miller. Maybe. Von Miller's on the list. He's tight on that list. And, and he's Von still Miller got a couple more years to, to watch him be electric. But uh, I don't know. I mean, just watching Champ play was uh, – it was why I got into football, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Champ Bailey's the guy. Pops? You got to – it's my, not Deion Sanders, I can tell you. No, that. you're asking me my favorite yeah. defensive player. Yeah, just your favorite defensive Bronco, saying, right? We're on Broncos. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's not. I'm not necessarily named the best one. It Walden's, could, the answer Walden's can be Lawrence us. Taylor, but I, I'm going to say Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he okay. he literally he, he is one of those paradigm shifts. He kind of changed the game. They it just it changed how you view viewed end rushers. It changed how offenses had to deal with someone of that caliber. So yeah, Lawrence Taylor's the guy for me. I think I'll go – and actually, my number one might surprise you. My, I think y'all might would guess it. Number – DeMarcus Ware's up there just because of yeah. Cowboy. And yeah. I watched a lot of DeMarcus Ware and, and loved him. phenomenal. Yeah. But actually, yeah. my favorite defensive player ever to watch, and his career got cut too short, but Sean Taylor still. From yeah. When he was, when he was yeah. with the team formerly known as the R-Words. Uh, if he, and, had, and that's if saying, he had six more years, he could have a Hall of Fame career for sure. And it's saying a lot that he's up there on my favorite and he played for Washington because yeah, I don't like right. Washington. Oh, so. uh, well, and so that was a different era, right? Like uh, he was he was the guy that was, what, blasting punters in the Pro Bowl? Yeah, Brian so. Warman. <laughs> blasted Brian Warman. Was he from the, the U? Did he go to the he U? He was, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you put out some safeties. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, the you put out some football talent <laughs> yes, yeah, for a while. Yeah. Um. All right. And I now think, they can pay him legally, so you know. That's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I think that wraps up sports talk, right? Or do we have anything else we need? Well, we I had a question. This this might be really dumb because you know I was talking to Andrew, and neither of us are real big basketball people, and so what? Shocker. Yeah, no, big shock. Um. So I got two questions and you can pick which one is least dumb to answer. Um, has there, has there <laughs> ever been a sh- better shooter than Steph is one. And then two, who has a bigger impact on the change that the NBA has? Is it Steph or is it Kerr? Wait, Steph or, or Steve Kerr? Yeah. Because I feel like Kerr having Steph is like, I was arguing that Kerr is the man. The reason that the, the NBA has changed so much is because he's like he he saw Steph as a shooter and recognized like we can use this. I don't know. So let's start first because I think this will be a little quicker, at least for me. But I think Steph Curry, and we actually had this conversation. I was having this conversation with Lane last night. Steph Curry is no doubt 100% in my eyes the best shooter to ever play basketball. I would, I would have to agree. Reggie you could say Reggie Miller, he's- and Reggie Miller in this era maybe – is doing what Steph does because Reggie Miller did not shoot near the amount of threes. It just was a different right. Game, if the ball got to him more outside of the outside of the paint, like is is he I is just, he hitting him as much? Is my question. Steph does things that I, I just think Steph is the best shooter we've ever seen. And, okay, and I know I didn't watch as much Reggie Miller as possible, but I like so. his your second question, LJ, because. I mean, it did take Steve Kerr maybe to recognize it because wasn't Mark Jackson the coach of this team? And, he was, and they, yep. they weren't doing much. And they were, well, they were good, but they kept <clears> getting <throat> beat in the first round. They well, and think of somebody like a good Spurs team. But. Hey, Larry Bird was one hell of an outside shooter. Well, those shooter. are some arguments I mean, that he could be the best shooter. And, and he could, he could be, but he, I don't know if they needed it or what, but certainly he didn't run in an offense. I don't know that he could have run as much as Curry, as Curry does, but. Um, if they would have had more wide open, I mean, they could have run that offense back then. And and it would have been interesting to see Bird in a more free-flowing offense, as it would Reggie Miller, sure. certainly. So, uh, to answer LJ's question, I, I mean, I do think 
I don't think Steve Kerr gets enough credit for how good of a coach he is because I think a lot of people just go, oh, Steve Kerr inherited Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and then got Kevin Durant. Anybody would have won with that. It was like, well, Mark Jackson was getting bounced early, and yeah. then literally the year Steve Kerr got there, they started being the best record in the NBA history. Good. Yeah. So I, I think Steve Kerr deserves a lot of credit, but I, I think Curry, if we're going who changed the game more, it's definitely Curry. It ne- Curry needed Kerr to make him even to the next level. But I, I think Curry just playing that way because he still played that way. I think before. I guess my where where I feel like there's a there's a discrepancy there is that I feel like without Kerr, I don't know that Curry would have ever gotten the ability to be the guy, like to that level. See, I would argue it. it Kerr, not the ability. Lot, I'm sorry, I said ability. The opportunity, opportunity. opportunities yeah. more. Yeah. Well, I think what what really Kerr was huge, but also. The the injury, I, like Steph, just his ankles. They figured out how to treat and prevent. He had, he was sure. getting ankle injuries every year with Mark Jackson. Yeah, and they kind of found ways. I don't know if that's Oklahoma. I mean Oklahoma. <laughs> if that's Golden State's medical staff or what, but they figured out some way where his ankles would last. And and I, I don't know, pops. What do you, what do you say? I mean, you I know you're you're a big Steve Kerr fan. Well, I am a big Steve Kerr fan. Um, I, there's certainly something to it. I, I think. I do think Curry is one of those that would be good in any system. Um, I think Kerr recognizes a system that just, uh, what's the word I'm gagging for, but just uh, his talent is able to really shine. Uh, So, you know, I think probably as most things go, I I think Curry, if you're asking who's more important, it's Curry. I I would go that way. But Kerr certainly recognized and helped him get – to where he is, so maybe without Kerr, it doesn't happen. What I guess you want to hear. My argument has been that with without Kerr, then Curry is Kerr, right? Like because Kerr was this this shooter. Well, yeah, but Kerr was just a spot up shooter. He what? Kerr had a really good three point. Yeah, but shoot, you're not shooting. But average. you're not even saying Kerr's nowhere. You're not putting Kerr in the same classification as Reggie no. Miller, and we're saying. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that uh, Steph would have been uh, a, an opportunity shooter, um, as opposed to where the game is played from. Um, without somebody who recognized that this is a way we can play the game. And and I think I I don't know I I might be stupid like I I've no, watched I've watched two no, 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 NBA basketball games this year question and uh, I think it's interesting to look at and this happens every now and then in sports but just the things that all happened for this Warriors team that made it what what is kind of like Belichick or Brady right like what yeah. like how can yeah. you ever even pick honestly but it's just crazy so like Steph Curry signed a cheap deal because of the ankle issues yeah and then Steve Kerr came and not only did Steve Kerr open up that offense but now all of a sudden they have Steph Curry who was the first unanimous MVP getting way underpaid which made them have enough money to where they could get Kevin Durant in yeah. the offseason yeah and it, there's just so many things that they just got so lucky with, sure. and they're good. Like Bob Myers is good. They drafted well, but they got very lucky with things. And it, and now we're seeing possibly if they were to if they were to win this pops. I mean, this is one of the they're up there with the dynasties of the the Spurs, the Bulls, the Lakers. I mean, yeah. they're best oh, yeah. dynasties of all time at this point. If they win another one, oh, I think they're already on that list, right? I like, do tell you, I think I think they're already on that list. You want to hear an insane Steve Kerr stat? Yes, please. Steve Kerr in playoff series is 21 and two. What? 
21 and 2. He's actually, I don't believe Steve Kerr's ever lost a series in the Western Conference. Like he's only lost wow. two finals to LeBron and the Raptors. Wow, that's wild. Because they missed the playoffs that year when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were both hurt, so they didn't make the playoffs. So, but this play, twenty-one and two for a playoff record is insane. That's wild, and it could be twenty-two and two after this year. So, that's well, one of those where, like, when you first hear it, you're like, "That's not real." But then you kind of like start. I, I could see Bob's doing it in his head, like, "No, yeah, that checks out." Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Kerr, Kerr, um, so to your point, Kerr is super important in that equation. No well, doubt. and LJ, we were just we were mentioning too, like the third quarters. Yeah, that's the Warriors are good, but they must have good coaching that they come out at halftime and always have really good adjustments. Yeah. I mean, Kurt, I just think, yes, Kerr benefited from having an awesome team. I think the best team of all time when they acquired Durant. But Kerr was pulling those strings and doing the Phil Jackson stuff where he just knows how to manage their guys the right way. Because, I mean, hell, he's managing Draymond Green, who we we just talked about. It's not easy to manage. And and he's a Hall of Fame player with Michael Curry, Jordan so. didn't win one till Phil Jackson got there. I mean, the coach yep. coach has a lot to do with it. A lot. It's interesting the the Phil Jackson thing because that's kind of Kerr's mentor. And Phil Jackson was at New York. He was the basket, president of basketball operations and really wanted Steve Kerr to come to New York. And Steve Kerr was so torn because he's like, I don't want to say no to to Phil because that's like my guy. He's the reason I'm into coaching, but. This Warriors job is – I'd be stupid if I didn't take this. Like, I'd be dumb yeah. to go to New York or this. And he made the right choice. But yeah. it's just an interesting subplot. If he'd have went to, to New York, I wonder what happens. If they, if they don't get Kerr, LJ's – I mean, to LJ's point, maybe if they don't get Kerr, maybe who knows if we even get this dynasty. Yeah. Yes. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um Dude, I, that was a, I, I contributed I to basketball talk, boys. <laughs> that was a good question. That was a very good question. Um, Pops, do you have any um any bougie problems or anything this week? We haven't touched in a little well, while. Well, the only bougie problem. I almost problem, had one. I guess I can have one after yours. Okay. Yeah, I do have a bougie problem. And, good. And I bought... We use big trash bags. Have I told you about my trash bag problem? <laughs> no, but I'm sure we've but heard this it is somehow. So on brand. This is so on brand. I'm just. It's... Well, I don't want to be Uncle Tony and do the same drink, you know, or something. Yeah, but... you got a big tray over here. <laughs> so I I got on Amazon.com. We use like the big thirty gallon, fifty gallon bag. I don't Amazon. And I tweeted okay, on Twitter.com. <laughs> whatever. And I ordered like the family pack. I mean, I ordered like 200 bags. I mean, 200 yeah. bags. Sure, how sure, long sure. would, just give or take, how long would 200 trash bags last? Maybe a lifetime. Yeah. A week. Maybe <laughs> a lifetime. Okay. And I used one roll and I there were there were four rolls in the box and I used one roll and I put it on the thing and I put the other three, I well, I thought I put them right there at the edge of the pantry. I can't find them for jack crap now. <laughs> oh, I've got 150 no. 30 gallon trash bags in this house somewhere. And my, my here's my bougie problem. Did, did the cleaner move them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think so. And I texted, I texted her and I just asked, did you happen to move it? And she goes, Oh, no, sir, but I will buy you some more. And I'm like, No, no, no. I don't think you stole them. I just, <laughs> just, I know that I had did you all steal these my trash bags. She thought, I think that I thought she stole them. And so now it seems like every time I go to the store, I have to buy trash bags. I mean, I don't, it just, if you ever go to the store for me, pick me up some trash bags. We'll do. And just bring we'll them do. Yeah, I'm I'm always short on them. And trash bags and toilet papers. Yeah, those, those are the things. Yeah. Toothbrushes well, and toothbrushes. Um, yeah, you're a 
you kind of, and this is probably a normal thing that a lot of people do, but the, the putting a trash bag in the bottom of the trash can, mm-hmm. like that, so you always know when you're out. It's, it's, I mean, that's just a, a that's good clutch. That, that's that, clutch. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I'm living with that one forever. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't always do it in a one that can get wet, that can yeah. leak through, you know? Yep. You gotta, yeah. Smart move. And I got to be move. careful about that. Um, you know, this, this is random, but, I just, I don't know what made me think about this, but someone at work, so we have a, a Keurig machine at work. Okay. You know, everybody, like the office supplies coffee and everybody goes in there and just, you know, makes a Keurig. Like almost everybody uses it. The other day I was sitting there talking to someone yeah. and I got done with my, my coffee got made. And then afterward I lifted it up, pulled out the K cup and threw it away. And they were like, wow, you were a good person. And I was like, excuse me? Like you throw away the K cup after you're done? Is that not? What? Is that not standard? I will say I've been lazy before, but that's your job. If you're gonna if you're gonna make coffee, you like take care of. I, I don't know. You clean up after yourself. That's that's the which job. is not. It's not like it's hard to throw it away. Like if, yeah. if someone else leaves one in there, it's not like it ruins my morning because like the trash can's literally right, right here. I'm it's so, one of these. Okay. But that's but it. It'd but, be kind of gross if you come in the next morning and you're the first one and you open it up and there's been one in there all night. That's kind of like, ugh, right? I don't know. I don't really think gross. that's that big of a deal. Uh, it could be really or something. It could be uh, like, I just thought it was wild that I was like, I should not be getting commended for throwing away. No, that you're doing be, your job. Yeah. You, you should be whipped with a belt if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> not enough belt weapons these days. I think that's what we're learning. <laughs> that's so, what we're lacking is good belt weapons. So Corporal for, punishment. for any listeners out there, just if you, uh, it's not like, you know, do or die. You have to take the cake up, but you know, just just take the cake up. Yeah, it's a very I mean, easy test. What does it take you? Right? It's it worth takes it. nothing. Yeah, nothing. You wait literally two seconds. It's cold enough to touch. You know, just throw it away. Yeah. yeah. Um. So for my bougie problem, though. Oh, no, please. This past Friday, so my my iPhone. I'm a, I'm a big LJ's not, but I'm a big team iPhone. I got all Apple everything. We might touch on that too in a sec. But and it's very convenient. But what happened was. There wasn't really many cracks on the phone, but I guess there was a crack in the right spot and my touchscreen was just acting insane. Yeah. Like it would, I'd unlock my phone and all of a sudden I'm FaceTiming Pops. I couldn't do it. I get, just would start going crazy and all I get, and it, but it wasn't always FaceTiming Pops. I might FaceTime anybody. So it was just very, um, not, not good, very inconvenient. And it was hard to text. I can only text through voice to text. So Friday I was at work and I thought, you know what? There's a T-Mobile store on the way in. I might just on my lunch break, just see if I can't stop through and get a phone real quick on my lunch break. That was stupid. Yeah, there was there was absolutely never no way happen. that was happening. Never say you're going to get a phone real quick. Yeah, <laughs> the real way. Never going to happen. I walk in there and there's three people in front of me, and the guy he was asking me what's wrong. I told him what's wrong with my phone, and then he goes, "So um, there's two workers, or at least it looked like two workers." He goes, "See, she's training, so I'm by myself, and you're in line behind all them." And no offense. To the to the older crowd, but there was an older person who was the first person in line, and I just overhear her going, "Now, can you make sure we log back into Facebook before I leave? I just want to make sure I can log into all my things. Like, well, my contact." And it was just like I was like, "There's no way this is happening," so I just left. I didn't even try to stick around. Yeah. There's no way. But Sunday, I went to T-Mobile. It opened up at twelve. A guy named I don't know his last name. A guy named Aaron. If you're ever in Texarkana. The Summer Hill T-Mobile over there by Applebee's. Aaron's in there. He will get you set. He's, Aaron will hook you up. Free ad for this man. He, he might be the goat of cell phones. <laughs> I mean, the goat, the Steph, and the the Steve 
all at the same time. He helped me out and he tried to even save me a little extra money. And he was, he was a cool dude, really cool dude. Shout out to Aaron, got me a new iPhone. And uh, now life is good again, LJ, because my AirPods hook up to my Apple Watch, which hooks up to my Mac computer and all my Apple products and, work uh, well Tim, together. Tim, and Tim Apple or Tim Cook, whichever you prefer, uh, knows every <laughs> movement you make. So that's good. Okay, but he already did. He's yeah. He knows what you're doing. No, he doesn't. Yeah, your computer knows everything about you. No, he knows he knows what I search, but he didn't know he didn't know if I take a jog or not. He has no idea. He's got to call Google it, for that because Google knows. And they combine so Google information. Knows all if they combine, it. then 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 I'm screwed. But uh, but you know how much more convenient it'd be if you did go Apple all around. Yes, uh, very much. I'm reminded of this daily, actually. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos showed Pops how convenient it was to have Alexis and Amazon all hooked up around the house, right? Didn't you have us? Oh, my God. Yeah, we're sitting here trying. So, Tammy, you know, Top Gun Maverick's out. and She's excited about right. seeing Top Gun Have you Gun watched Maverick. the new one, too? No, we haven't yet. Okay. But so, of course, she said, well, let's watch let's watch the uh, the original, you know, and so we classic, classic. classic. And so we're trying to the figure, Berlin she's on song. her computer, yeah. trying to figure out where to watch it, and it's not, we're not having a look, and I just go... Hey, Alexa, where can I watch Top Gun? Everybody who's listening to this podcast just got the same experience you're about to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, my TV comes up and it goes, uh, Top Gun is on Amazon Prime. Just click the button. And I like click the button and here it goes. Dun, 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 dun. You know, we're watching Top Gun. It's that that was it's scary because, yes, they're always listening, but it was sure convenient. So I'll give up a few privacies for that convenience. You want to you want to hear something? Something wild, a wild thing to admit. Um, I have never seen Top Gun from start to finish. Oh, dude, it, you're talking about the original, the watching. Tom Cruise, yeah. Val Kilmer? Yeah. yeah, never seen it from, like, it's always on TV. So, like, I've seen the beginning. I've seen the middle. I've seen the end. So, I know the movie, but I've never just sat and watched from opening scene. I think it's a little, to be honest, I think it's a little overrated, but I think it's worth, like, sitting down to. I, but I, I just feel like I have to now because I don't know. I mean, I'm sure y'all have seen, but like the the new Top Gun just went it like blew any anything that's happened in theaters since pre pandemic stuff. Like it was, it's kind of the, the theaters are back. A lot of people are saying I cannot care less about a new Top Gun. To be honest with you guys, I just it, I, there is not a movie I'm less interested in. I, the old Top Gun. No, that's I, probably not true. N- There's probably a movie you're less interested in. I doubt it. I honestly doubt it. <laughs> I don't mm. I don't think I, there's I, a reason to make I like I'm I'm sick and tired of these sequels, right? Like we don't need a sequel to every movie that's ever or a remake to every movie that's been made. Like come up with a new movie. There are some good ones out there that do this. Um and Top Gun was pretty self-contained. Um it didn't need remaking. Like it Well, Pops, you just recently watched rewatched the classic Top Gun. Mm-hmm. So do you do you concur or Differing thoughts than LJ? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It was self-contained. I mean, it had a beginning, it had a middle, it had an end, yeah. and it and, and, and it was all good. I liked the way it ended, and it, you know. Um, but, I don't know, I'm a little excited about seeing it. It was a good movie. I, it was a time and place in my life, and it was a good movie, and I enjoyed re-watching it. And I'll, I, now, I'm not going to be like some of my friends and go take their picture by the poster and put it on Facebook, <laughs> for God's sake. I mean, that seems a little Facebook. ridiculous com. for me. Facebook.com. But, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com. But <laughs> so, so, yeah, y'all are making fun of me. I can tell. A little bit, but, 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 but I hear you. You're right. <laughs> so um, I enjoyed it. Yes. And I will watch the sequel. 
So, do, do all right. Because my watch gonna make me. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you gonna go watch it in theaters, pops? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I've been told that they made it for theaters, but they probably also said that because they want you to go spend money to go watch it in theaters too. But it's supposedly they tried to make this one for theaters. Like they really tried. To what make does that mean? A, what does that mean? Not exactly sure. A lot of drone shots, a lot of like shots in the cap pilot. So like you want the big screen because you're what? looking outside. But like, plane. I don't know, like a, a big TV is not it's that expensive. It's literally on the, it's on the poster. I know. Right? I just, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Go see theater. Maybe go see plays. Um, there we go. I mean, I yeah. enjoy a good play. Not, not a shill for an industry by any means. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do we have, I mean, I, this kind of been a pod where we're just shooting from the hip a little bit. Do we have any other, any other thoughts? I mean, we, there were some other things we said before we hit record. Y'all, what you got pops? Well, it, I don't know how quick or, or this is, but something this I've been it. wanting to ask you LJ for a little while is I was listening to, uh, particularly I was listening to the faces, ooh la la by the faces, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, the original. Yeah. And I just noticed, and at the time I was doing a lot of listening to the Beatles. Yeah. Um, listening to their full. I know where this uh, is headed. Yeah. yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And, and in fact, at some point when we need some content, I'd still have my top 10 Beatles songs that we can definitely, uh, I can find those. Hell yeah. But I just noticed that it seemed that in in those times, in the Beatles times, in the Faces times, so I guess this would have been late 60s, maybe early 70s. Yeah. When you're listening to something in stereo, they really seem to make use of the two channels. And you would distinctly hear maybe this guitar lick out of this channel only, yeah. uh, you know. And where now it doesn't seem that I hear distinctly instruments. I think the music sounds better to me now, but I don't know what it, it did. They do more of the two channel thing. Was it more? Was it new at the time? Yeah, so, so I've got I've got a lot of thoughts on this because I've I've spent a lot of time listening to um, uh, sort of soul from that time. I, I listened to a lot of Motown uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I've I've recognized is that when a uh, when so there was a time, and and I don't know if this was totally within your lifetime because I don't know the the years necessarily, but like it was like it was there was mono and then there was stereo, right? Like as far as like uh, a normal household having stereo, I think there was there was a moment where that hit where it was like uh, I, I'm old enough to remember stereo being a big deal. Yeah. We got a stereo, yeah. not just a mono, you know. So I do remember I was young. So stereo or stereo? Are you? Am I saying it wrong? I, stereo. Yeah, say, though? Uh, eh, eh, eh. Stereo. I feel like El- I feel like Pops is kind of saying stereo. I think I both just, are acceptable. Kind of that way. I mean, I don't. Know. I don't think. I, I was just curious. I appreciate that you're going to try to I just call Pops make sure out I'm not every chance it. you get. No, 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 I, no, I no, like no, that no. about you. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I'm not. Sound, I, I sound like an idiot enough. So if there's a chance where I can maybe not like sound less, I like appreciate idiot, that. Yeah. I'm hoping y'all would just because y'all would set me straight. I think I think on both of these were acceptable. I think stereo is the more commonly accepted, but I think stereo is not unusual by any means. Okay, um, anyway, I'm sorry for no, no, no. This is good for the listeners. Uh, but so, <laughs> but so basically, for for the uninitiated, uh, the difference between mono and stereo is uh, is one or two different uh, layers of sound. Um, so stereo means that in my left and in my right ear, I'm getting a slightly different sound. So on headphones, it's like, it's very, very obvious. Um, whereas like, if you've got speakers in your house, it's a little less like a lot, most, honestly, most things these days are stereo. 
um, where you've got two speakers built in, like a like a small like Bose uh, Bluetooth piece, right? It's still two two channels. It's gonna have two right? channels, or- but like as far as your ears can distinguish between the two, they're so close together, you're not gonna know the difference. It might as well be mono, right? Right. right. Uh, okay. But there was a time where mono was the only thing that existed because we could only get um, signals. Uh, record players, I think, are a, a good. Uh, general so so the way a record player works is a needle goes and and vibrates between a wave right that is this carved in vinyl and Mm -hmm. uh it's hard to distinguish what a left wave and a right wave should be so so vinyl has a hard time expressing stereo until you know much later in the vinyl era um so so generally you're working in mono which means that you're just getting one sound uh, and you can put it in one speaker or 15 speakers and it's going to be the same sound regardless. Right. Um, So then somebody comes up with a way to like to play a left and a right speaker. And so what I think almost every uh, when a new technology comes out, everybody wants to play with it. Right. And so what especially happened in, in the Motown stuff I've listened to and, and all the stuff that dad's mentioned is we ended up with like this idea that like, oh, drums come out of the left ear and singers come out of the right ear. And so like you end up with this like weird spectrum of like, it's cool because it gives a lot more depth to the music you're listening to compared to mono. But like you end up with this like really locked in. If you're if you're only wearing one earbud, you're like lost in the music like it's right. nothing yeah. makes any sense anymore. So like modern music has taken uh when you're wearing two headphones, where's the, you know, where's the stereoscopic space? Like what's the 3D room that you're in? Where do the drums exist in? So the symbol is not in your left ear, right? And the the crash symbol is not in your left ear, but it's like somewhere, you know, between your two ears, like, you know, maybe 30% in your left ear. So you can feel like you're standing near the drum set. Um, and so that's I think the biggest difference, and I think that that really took until uh, based on my listening, the early eighties for people to start really solving. Can I ask a question for clarification? Yeah, yeah, so, so I think what I heard you say is that maybe in the past where they would put the drum in the left side and the guitar in the right. Now the, the drum is in the left and right, maybe a little more audible in the left than the right what? or something, but it's, it's in both. But speak an astute uh, listener to our podcast will recognize that uh, LJ is is 30 percent or so. Uh, so 30 uh, percent more in your left ear. And uh, Tony is generally 30 percent more in your right ear. And then uh, Pops and Kevin split the difference. Um, if you're listening to our podcast, an astute listener might recognize that. And that gives you like the feeling if you're wearing both of your earbuds, you can hear us all no matter which ear you're wearing of your headphones. But it gives you like a, a spacing. So like you put in your headphones and you you're, you're doing your power walk, you know, um, and you don't mm-hmm. have any more rage against the machine to listen to. Then uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then you you can kind of close your eyes and feel like you're in a room and we're within this room with you instead of us all yelling straight at your face the whole time. We're kind of like yeah. spaced out in this room with you. And so so that's the like evolution that sound has taken is like we're trying to like uh, once you put your headphones on we're placing you in a room. So like uh, uh, remasters okay. of a lot of these things, if they're good remasters, they make you feel like you're in the studio when the Beatles recorded this. Right. As opposed to, it makes you feel like you're listening to um, some producers idea of what it should sound like. 
Well, it sounds better now. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. Well, because I, like I we, we all want like that live feeling, right? Like that was, that was Memorex's whole thing, right? Is, is it live or is it Memorex? We all want live sound. Like that's when we're listening to music, especially we want this like feeling of like, um, we're there at the moment. That's why you listen to mm-hmm. Frampton comes alive is because you want to be at mm-hmm. that concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and so placing, placing all of the instruments in a way that you would kind of feel them while you're at the show is way better than saying like, well, what if we put the guitar on one side and the bass on the other side? Like that doesn't, doesn't play as well. Uh, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it's, that's what I noticed listening to the older music. Well, it's it kind of like, you know, when, when 3d uh, glasses uh, first came out, right. Where it was like yeah. this like idea of like, well, we can make things like really close to you and really far from you. And it's like, and then we yeah, really, the subtlety like, is where it's interesting. The subtlety is where it matters. When 3d glasses first came out, we were like, we did, we should 3d everything. It's like, or we could not. Right. And so like, <laughs> is it, is it not. worth it first off? And then second <laughs> off, like where, where in the subtleties does it actually make a difference? Because going zero to a hundred to zero to a hundred to zero to a hundred is like, I think kind of frustrating for us to like deal with in, in any uh, sort of uh, sensory situation. And so, um, so of course when a new technology comes out, of course, producers want to play with like, well, what if I put all the harmony on one side and all of the melody on one side? What if I put all the rhythm on one side and all the, 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 um, uh, musicality on the other side like like of course they want to play with that but we've learned over the course of you know i guess like 50 years now um well 70 years if we're talking about the 60s right so uh that's not true 60 years um so calm down yeah (laughs) pump your brakes (laughs) just pump them uh so 60 (laughs) years from the 60s uh the early 60s then we're we're talking about like you know brand new technology of course they want to play with the 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 over the top like extreme versions of what can we do with this new idea but over the course of the 60 years then we've learned what it means to um really like 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 drum mixing i think is one of the most interesting like where do you want the snare drum to sound like it is when you put your headphones in and i think like the answer is like slightly to the right because you kind of want to feel like you're right near the drum set you want to feel like you're standing in the middle when when you're listening to a show like of course you're you're sitting out you know uh 30 30 rows back but like when you're listening to the recording of it, you would love to feel like you're standing there right behind Stephen Jenkins, right? When they're doing the third eye blind tour. Um, yeah. You want to be right there with them. You want to be in the session with them. And, and we've learned how to do that a lot better. It's taken a long time and it's been slow, but that's how, that's how we uh, deal with new technologies. We like punch it in the head and then, and then we start learning how to actually play with it. <laughs> As a note for the editor, I'd like to add that uh, one of the things that has also changed in that that time frame is that headphones, I think, were generally more or less mono in that era. Um, And so uh, stereo was going to be uh, much more out in space experience where sound is bouncing off of walls and stuff like that. Um, So when it's in your headphones and the drums are all coming from one side or the singers are all coming from one side um, or whatever, uh, obviously your brain recognizes that that's not how sound works and that you would hear even if somebody was standing all the way on your right you would still hear them a little bit in your left ear and so when you put on headphones it's a little bit confusing whereas when you're in space um it it definitely does have this this massive effect of um 
more things happening on one side, but you still hear it on the other side as if it's happening on both sides of you. Um, a lot more natural feeling. And so like to have it that extreme, you know, I'm trying to open up a bar right now. I'm sound designing a bar and we've got a very, very wide stereo setup. And I find that the, uh, the old Motown sound sounds really, really great in that sort of a configuration where your speakers are 30 feet apart from each other. And so it feels like there's someone in this corner and someone in that corner, but you're still like experiencing it in a much more natural way, as opposed to when you're wearing headphones and you know that like, uh, just hearing the guitar on one side of you is unnatural. It just doesn't make sense to your brain. It doesn't feel live. It feels very produced. And so I think that's one of the major factors of why it sounds much better today, but it's because we're also listening a lot more in headphones and in uh, sort of an external uh, speaker system. It uh, A lot of that naturality isn't as necessary. Um, and so being able to play with wide ranges and wide dynamics uh, can be a lot more interesting and uh, give you a better texture for a room. Anyway, that's it from the editor. Thanks. I got a what we're listening to. That reminded me. What a good segue. Stephen Jenkins. What are, what, what are we listening to? By the way, Stephen Jenkins, did you see that they just came out with some acoustic version of How's It Going to Be? And it's very or organy. I, I do not particularly li- like it, but that's not what I'm listening to. Um, yeah, clearly. I, I don't know if y'all, and, and I've got a couple that I could do, but have you heard of Blitzen Trapper? Yeah. Okay, Fur. The name of the yes. song is Fur. Good song. Well, and it's it's like they do harmonies in the vocals. I think it's one guy, but it it is a really cool song. Blitzen Trapper, the Fur. I got to look it up. I think this actually... Oh yeah, love this song. Oh, oh man, I actually I've got a show, Kevin. You remember we talked about how um, fur yes. fur is the opening sequence. Oh really? Yeah, so I've actually I've definitely already written this into a show that we're gonna write. It's got such a cool vibe oh, yeah. to it. It's I don't know. It's super cool. Yeah, so now now I'm gonna have to go look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. make sure I know. You need to check it out. Um, what I got to what we're listening to. It's mainly because I'm going to see they're coming to Little Rock. In June 24th, I don't know. Sometime this month, I got. I need to figure out the date because I already bought a ticket. To it. But <laughs> um, Muscadon Bloodline, you ever listen to him, Pops? I think I've heard of him, but no, I have not listened. I feel like to you him. might like him. I, I, I think you might. You might dig him a little bit. They're they're cool, kind of country, Texas country. You, I think you'd like them. Okay, proudly independent and unapologetically southern is what they are. So hell yeah, there you go. Muscadon <laughs> Bloodline. Okay. I'll check so that, that's uh, then Post Malone came out the new album, so I'm also listening to a little Post Malone. But um, oh, okay. getting, getting I like Post Malone. I don't know how I feel about the new album yet, but in general, I'm, I'm a Post fan. He also just seems like a a weird but cool guy. So, um, so what I'm listening to, I'll jump in. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually we're opening a bar in I think like three weeks, um, and so like anyone who's in Chicago, like hit me up, I'll get you in. We'll we'll do this thing. But uh, the music for it <laughs> here comes the Swedish invasion. Twenty one. <laughs> Can though. we get those Swedes to Chicago, please? Um, but so <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. What we're doing? What we're doing? They're not coming anymore. Uh, what we're doing is uh, uh, so so I get to pick the music, and it's going to be Kevin. You know this playlist? It's called I know this, this song is- from somewhere. 
And uh, the idea so is cool. that it's like samples that like uh, that other rappers especially have used in their songs. So, for example, Grandma's Hands by Bill Withers uh, was famously sampled by No Diggity by Blackstreet. And so like this playlist is like filled with like these things that like you recognize, but you can't tell where you recognize from because it's like a Jay-Z song. But Jay-Z is not a part of this at all. Or it's a Lupe Fiasco song and Lupe is not a part of this at all. Um, and so, uh, I guess, and some of the samples are a little more subtle. Like some are like super obvious, you know, right yeah. away. And some are like, okay, there's that. I, I know that when it comes back around, I'll get it. And then it comes back around. And you're like, wait, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Like it takes a while to get it. And you finally get it's it. It's a really you fun feel challenge accomplished when you're finally and, like, yes. and I'm happy yeah, to share cool. this with like the listeners, but I would also like to ask if anybody has like any idea of like really cool sample usage like send me because i would I, I would love to use anything like this is it's been a fun thing to listen to um and and i'll share this playlist but uh well i'm just assuming lj and and you know what they say about assuming so maybe i shouldn't but i'm, I'm assuming you don't have tiktok correct I don't uh, well, do you, no, the app. Uh, I actually downloaded it like three days ago uh actually uh, okay <laughs> but i well, haven't so logged what in, i can do so. Is I might I'll start sending you some because there's this, I have to look it up, but there's a couple of different accounts that'll do like songs you didn't know were sampled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. send me, please. And, and it's really cool. It's, I just love. Please, I really love the guys on like guys and girls on TikTok and YouTube that'll like show you. All right, they do this song. Yeah, but it was just this vocal part, but they sped it up and they put a little. They they put the. Well, I, know, I don't know. It's just Kevin cool and I have talked a lot about like you know like. Uh, Kendrick Lamar using like a Mar, uh, not, uh, I'm sorry, like a, uh, uh, oh, what's that comedian? Uh, well, I know Chance Rapper did a Jamie Foxx, like he sure. did a little sample. Um, well, and I'm thinking, uh, uh, so he was in, uh, he was in a lot of movies with Gene Wilder back in the day. Uh, it, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so some rapper did like a Richard Pryor sample in one of their songs, and Kevin and I talked about that for like days, where it's like, how do you even come up with using, a Richard Pryor bit in your sample for your song. Like who even does that? Um, wow. Yeah. It's fun. But so it's cool when you hear the sample and you're like, Oh, I know that. Like some, it's, it's cool. It's a fun game. LG was playing with me where I was just like, wait for like half the ride. Where I was just trying to guess the yeah, sample. No, it's, and then we, it's fun. Like then it's just a good background music too. Cause a lot of them are, are you, you already like the sound of the right, song. It's, you knew it. it's really good. Like 60s, 70s, 80s soul music. Um, like, like I got the, like lobby, I got the by lobby Safri. Uh, listen to that song. It's just a fun song. It's just so cool. And then it ends up being a song that you probably, probably recognize. So um, that hmm. kind of stuff's really fun to me. So if anyone's got any ideas of songs or uh, uh, anytime, any place by Janet Jackson, right? Like great song, but also if you know anything about Kendrick Lamar, like you know that song in a heartbeat. Um, it's just fun. It's fun listening to music. Cool that stuff. Way. It's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah cool. Can we make y'all jealous just real quick? Oh, please. Yeah, go ahead. I think it looks like I'm going to get to see Amos Lee at the Ryman. I think it's the, called the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. Okay. Um, Yo. Uh, yes, I am jealous. I'm very jealous. Yeah. yeah. But so, but it, LJ didn't sound like he was inviting anybody. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not inviting not, anybody. Yeah, no, we're not <laughs> no, no, no. going. In fact, in fact, yeah, okay. I was invited. Uh, the aforementioned Jed uh, uh, invited. Hero, legend. Up, so, yeah. Yeah. 
with new music out on Spotify uh, from the last time we talked about him, uh, by the way. So I believe so. so yeah. Hit up that Jay yeah. Harrelson. He's got some great stuff going on on Spotify for sure. Yeah. Um, the Ramen Auditorium looks pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. think it's. I mean, I've heard of, of it. Uh, it. I think it's a really legendary place. So uh, um, Andrew and his mom went to go see Amos. Um, I think it was like five, six years ago. And uh-huh. the, they got to actually meet him uh, due to the tickets they bought. And the only note that I've gotten is there are two things. The most amazing show you're ever going to see. And damn, is he tall. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah>. He's tall. <laughs> He's a tall mm-hmm. man. So mm. um, now I'm curious how tall he is. You got a smooth voice. I love, I love oh my his music. Yeah, I mean, and, and LJ, you turned me on to him. I have to say, I mean, you you got me started. On I him. think, I think like Verizon or some commercial. Uh, Sweet Pea was like the where we found him, and then like, and then I fell in love. Uh, it was like a, it was like a phone commercial. Yeah. And then Sweet after Pea. that, it I looked him up more, and then I fell, I fell in love with. <laughs> but I think it's keep it loose, keep it tight. Yeah. You you had that on a that's playlist. The song that shout really, out to and, Haley Box. She's not listening, but shout out. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay, Haley Box. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> yeah, no, and then right. and then finding yeah, Amos, Amos is the man for sure, and always has been. Well, I can't find his height, but yeah, pops, you'll just have to report back and tell is he us a tall man? Tall yeah, because Cheryl Crow. Well, short, maybe I'll, right? I'll take a picture with him and yeah. So, huh? Who's Cheryl Crow? I don't. I don't know. She Bruno was on stage. Marley, she was on stage when I handed her a beer. So. <laughs> <laughs> She looked like a tall, cool drink of water to me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, I, this this podcast really touched on a lot of subjects. I mean, I hope it was good. If not, then too bad. Um, <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening. Make sure you're following us on Facebook or Twitter and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Podbean, Apple, Apple for me and Pops. LJ's not on there. No, I Google Play. Or, no, I use uh, Pod or Pod Addict. Yeah. And then, and then you know, while you're there, subscribe and then rate review. Let us let us know what you think. Um, maybe throw a throw a song in there for LJ as, to go to the. To Come the on, playlist. Swedes! I'll get you a ticket. Come on, and 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 that'll get you. You know what? If you go in and you rate and review, or just put a a, a, a song for LJ, then he will. I'm go. I'm guaranteeing yeah. for you. He will get you in the yeah, bar. A hundred percent. So there 100%. you go. That's the JPP guarantee yeah. right here. You just heard <laughs> yep. it. So, all right, that'll do it for this week. We will be back, I guess, probably around the time the finals ends. Uh, two to eight we'll weeks, we'll and, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. So just just stick around, and we'll we'll, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Peace. Flip. The day is Peace. here already. Um, Computer Love by Prince. Oh LJ. God, what a good song. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and that's a sample I think from uh, Roger and Zach. Oh, uh, what a good song! Good choice. I actually yeah. like. Uh, I listen to that Emancipation album like way more than I ought oh. to. What a good album! It's a good one. It's a really it's like, good what, album. It's like what three discs, and it's. I think so. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I feel like a Prince deep dive. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you brought up Beatles uh, pops because while we were in South Padre, me and LJ were like we were having conversations like, you know, I hadn't really done like a like a. a Beatles listening since like Pops really got yeah. into him. And, like, I, it was like, kind of the first time I got into Beatles because I always just thought I missed the boat yeah. on. And I was like, I'll go back and give it a try. And, and, and I love them, so I, I think I might have to do it. We should do, you listen know, we, we should finish our Led Zeppelin listen. I've actually gotten requests mm-hmm. to finish that. Um, but also, we should do a Prince one. Like, Prince changed music, like, in a very strong way. Uh, Prince is. Prince is 
catalog is so big. I mean, there are songs I don't particularly yeah. like, but I mean, he's just it's he's so was so prolific, and then he's got songs that are um, uh, that are legendary. Well, it's like it's also like Prince has songs that I didn't really like him performing, and then like Sinead O'Connor takes it over, and it's like this is one of the best songs ever written. It's like I like Prince. Prince is a musical genius. There's no doubt about yeah. it. We ought to go to Minneapolis and see his place. I would someday. love to. That would. I would too. That would. Be that sounds like a really road trip. Yeah. <laughs> road Let's trip. plan it when it's not the, the winter or something. Because I just know does it get cold up there? Or? Yeah, I think that's so. even north of me. So yeah, that's north yeah. of hell. <laughs> so. It was so funny, OJ. I was listening to someone. I think it was the Bobonnie Jones podcast. And Tim Donnelly Fox was talking, and they were talking about Bobonnie was because he's kind of from the south. He was talking about the first time he went up north. He's like, you don't realize you need an up north jacket. <laughs> Until you go up north, and all your up north friends tell you, make sure you bring an up north jacket. But you're like, oh, I got a big jacket. Yeah. But us Southerners, we don't have a jacket that, that <laughs> no. does that weather. We just don't no, have it. No, it doesn't play that way. It doesn't play that way. And he said he had to buy one while he was in Chicago, and I was like, I literally had the same experience. <laughs> like, I was freezing my ass off thinking I was in a good winter coat. It's, it's, it's a different Me too, coat. brother. I think we all have to. I think that's an important experience if you ever go north. Like, that's, that's how it has to happen. An up north jacket. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He was like, all the Southerners think they know what an up north jacket is until they get up north right. and they buy it. They call that the, uh, 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 North Face Fleece, you know? And then you get up here and you figure out that's not it. <laughs> all right, John. Yep. I got to yeah. run, guys. Love y'all. Pops, you're going to, you're going to um, Vegas For, Thursday? Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday. Wednesday. And Tammy's when birthday back? is Thursday. We're coming back Saturday. Oh, right. Oh, Tammy's birthday. I didn't even realize it was so close. Yeah. Tammy's birthday is Saturday. Oh, cool, cool. Thanks so, for the reminder. You bet. Well, and actually, we, we have uh, we have two tickets. When we flew to Josh's wedding, um, and we were delayed like 12 hours. It was ridiculous. But they gave us two free tickets in the country in the U.S., but we had to use them by like July the 15th. We'd lose it, so we're flying to Vegas for Tammy's birthday. That's so cool. Cool. That'll be fun. Just you two.